0: Going digital just makes so much sense in this case because processing a paper form just takes longer time than processing something digitally, right? So by going digital, we are able to deliver products faster to the patient. And this is really a huge importance for the nurse.
1: Hello and welcome to the 25 Days of Transformation series, where we talk to industry experts and global brands about the highs and lows of digital transformation. We'll learn from real-world business examples, get first-hand industry insights from the digital experts, and we'll take a deep dive into what trends to look out for in the coming months. I'm Tizzy Philp, Strategic Content Lead here at Valtech. And I'm here to guide you through these conversations and to uncover the latest and greatest in digital. For many of us, the fax machine is something of a past memory and would perhaps raise an eyebrow or two in a modern modern digital setting. However, for today's guests, up until relatively recently, the faithful fax machine was something of a critical asset. This really is a story of transformation at its best. I'm joined by Dan Anderson, Global Head of Digital Health, and Amelia meyer Christensen, Digital Product Owner from Coloplast. Founded in 1954, Coloplast specialised in developing and manufacturing medical devices for health professionals globally. Their products and services are designed to make life easier for people living with very personal and private medical conditions, including ostomy care, continence care, and interventional urology. In today's podcast, we'll be discussing how digital transformation has supported and improved the care pathways for patients and for the nursing team by improving efficiency and automating a previously paper-based process. So Amelia and Dan, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Perhaps we could start with an overview of Coliflast and your roles within the company, and then maybe an introduction to the problem that you've been trying to solve.
2: Yes. So as she was saying, Coloplast uh, produces medical devices for patients living with an ostomy or people that have urinary problems such as and needs uh, catheters. We also deal with uh, bowel management and interventional urology. And uh, the company really is looking to help people live easier. Like our CEO says, ideally, we would like people to forget they have a medical condition and it's all about just living the life you want. Most of our products are lifetime products. So once you get onto our products, you will use them for the rest of your life. And that of course comes with both benefits, but also challenges. And I think one of the interesting pathways that CoralBast is taking the last five to 10 years is becoming a truly consumer company with a care program that goes in and supports you. Deals with the issues you can have by having the illness you have or how to use our products and get the right product at the right time. And part of that pathway is having a close uh, dialogue with the healthcare professionals, the people out there in the front line that really supports the patients and, and guides them in the right direction. And that's the story that we'll be talking about today is how we go in and support the healthcare professionals and making their life easier so they have the time and uh, mental capacity to support the patients.
1: Fantastic. Okay. I know this is a heavily user research focused initiative. I understand that there were over 100 healthcare professionals, sales representatives, medical and marketing people were interviewed as part of this process. Maybe you could give some more detail about your approach and your findings here.
0: So basically, what is really important for us always when we um, approach any project is really to Get into the, the mind of the user, and in this case, is, it was the um, healthcare professionals. So we have spent quite some time, and as you also mentioned, interviewed quite a lot of people and observed uh, quite a lot of people to get more understanding of the current processes that take place today. And maybe a little bit of background to this problem was that we focused on improving processes for our healthcare professionals in the US and here one of our big learnings as you also mentioned in the in the intro was that the fax machine is still heavily used and in in, in Cooloplast we uh, have some paper order forms that clinicians and healthcare professionals use today to order Cooloplast products so basically what they would do is they would fill out a form which is also a prescription form, just a side note, go to a physician, get it signed, fax it to us, and then also export some documents from their local systems and fax them along. And then just to top it off, they actually not only fax these documents to us, but also fax it to a supplier, so meaning the the vendor that will actually send out the products, um, the prescription products to the patients. So it's quite a cumbersome process. And what we learned from our extensive research was really that the most important things for the healthcare professionals is to reduce time on all of the administrative tasks they have around this process. So that's that's the most important thing for them. And then, of course, also one of the things that is really a problem with this paper-based form and the fax machine is that you know the security around transferring patient data in this way is is very low, right? So so mm-hmm. this was one of the things that they really focused and stressed that they were needed to improve. And then of course the last thing that we also learned from this research was that for healthcare professionals to provide a better service on patients, they need some feedback on patients. We need to be able to provide them with some feedback or updates on. Okay, so did the patient actually receive their products? Have we sent the samples that we normally do also as part of this process? Which supplier is filling out the prescription and such? So so this is something that we set out to solve for the healthcare professionals based on the research that we did.
1: Great. And I think that mention of the fax machine cue gasps from the whole audience here, particularly as we have a digital audience, but it's not unusual, is it? This is fax machines are used across the healthcare industry in all countries. I know it's certainly used here in the UK a lot. I'm sure that many will be surprised to hear that, but also we're all familiar with the poor handwriting of medical professionals. Again, I'm not sure if that's just UK specific, but I imagine there was a level of margin. What was the margin of error like here?
0: Yeah, I think actually just to a point about the fax machine, I think to many people outside our industry, uh, you wouldn't think that the fax machine is still alive and kicking. Yeah. But uh, definitely, in, ve- in many clinical settings, also in Denmark, we still see the see the fax machine being used, and it wasn't long ago. It was we tried to phase it out in in Denmark, right? So, uh, so in the US. Of course, they also see this push uh, externally from the government to go more digital, and this is definitely also the cue for us to come in and and be more digital. As you mentioned, we do today see um, quite high error margins on on our paper forms. Like one fifth of our forms is coming in with incomplete data or with the wrong attachments or, or or similar. Right. So there is a there's a big need to. It's a high. It's a it's a big number, isn't it? Yeah. It, de- it definitely is. And, and the problem is not only that the phones come in with errors, but it's also really a struggle for the ACPs because it's difficult for them to also keep up to date and understand exactly how to fill out these phones because on the paper form, of course, there's no way for us to give any feedback on, yeah. on if you have entered the, the information correctly. And, you know, going digital just makes so much sense in this case because there we have some more mechanisms. We have some more logic we can build in. So that we can really help or guide the healthcare professionals to fill out these order forms in the right way. And then the other part, as I also mentioned earlier, is really making it easier to securely pass these order forms as they are also prescriptions and they contain patient data, right, personal data. So just making this more automated and digital just made a lot of sense for us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hugely important. Often in these podcasts, particularly when we're talking to medical or medtech firms, we've focused on the improved patient experience, which is of course vital. And whilst this project also impacts patients, it was really about improving the experience for nursing teams that like you said earlier. Can you explain some of the challenges and perhaps the targets that the nursing teams had around patient care, just to add some context and therefore why this transformation has been so impactful?
0: I think from our research, what we learned from the nurses was that, first of all, what they want to uh, improve from this process is really their own time, first of all, because of course they can process a paper form and, and order products for a patient today, but it takes a lot of time for them. And then if we switch to the patient side, then what we see is that the nurses have also requested is that, you know, Processing a paper form just takes longer time than processing something digitally, right? So by going digital, we are able to deliver products faster to the patient. And this is really a huge importance for the nurse because usually one of the stories that we heard from, from one of the clinics or actually several, several of the clinics that we we talked to was that patients sometimes don't contact the doctor uh, until they really need products so mm-hmm. usually when they send through the forms, it's a, something that we have to process pretty fast. One of the biggest fears for, for patients is running out of our products because they, are, they need them, right? Yeah. So, um, so being able to you know process these order forms faster by going digital is one of the big improvements we see.
2: Because you can only, or in most countries, only order products four times a year, you do forget that you're running out. Um, so it becomes critical to get the products, also because they are products you can't live without. So we see that. Yeah. But we also have the studies that show that most of our nursing staff actually uses less than fifty percent on patient care, and the rest is administration. That's wow. why it becomes so important.
1: Yeah, that's huge, isn't it? Maybe this would be a good point then to talk about what what you've actually created as a solution to this problem.
0: What we have designed for the clinicians in the US is we have built a digital platform that allows the healthcare professionals to uh, log in and fill out a digital ordering form. And it is, we started out with uh, doing an ordering form for ordering catheters. And in this form, it actually also allows them to turn it into an actual prescription. So um, what we have also implemented is a way for them to digitally sign a prescription. And that is something that we have implemented in a very easy way. So it's actually just two clicks, and then you have signed the document. Mm -hmm. And then we allow them to, to submit it. We also give them an overview of all of their patients that they have ordered products for. And we have a status on this page that also allows us to give some feedback back to the healthcare professionals. So we both solve the need for them to submit an ordering form digitally and securely. And then we also solve the point about giving them some feedback on what has happened to the patient after this. Have they received their orders and, and such.
1: So a completely transformative experience then yeah. for, for the teams. Can you share any early results or feedback with us? Have Has there been anything in particular that's interesting?
0: So the status of the project right now is that we are testing this solution in some clinics in the US. We are monitoring these clinics very closely, talking to them bi-weekly at the moment. So we have like a direct line to get some some feedback and they're helping us improve the solution along the way. The feedback that we receive is that the clinicians, the nurses, they really find the platform very intuitive. And I, I will say that, you know, the systems they usually work in, they're very complex. <laughs> they're yeah. basically not built for being user-friendly. Yeah. So, uh, so they definitely find our platform very intuitive. They also say that they're able to process uh, an ordering form faster than the paper form, which is actually something we weren't sure we could actually achieve because, you know, sitting with pen and paper is sometimes just so easy. But if you look at the entire process of, of also getting a signature on from the right physician on the ordering form and faxing it to us and getting some feedback, we're able to do that part much faster today.
1: Have you had any issues with Adoption rates from the nursing teams or the medical staff, I know that that's a very wide demographic. They will all be at different levels of digital maturity and digital confidence. Was that ever something you were worried about or had to deal with? Yes,
0: definitely. We spent time in early stages of this project really screening the right clinics to introduce this to. Because as you say, there is definitely barriers for bringing a digital project to a digital platform to a clinical setting. Yeah. So we basically relied on our sales representatives that have really close relationships with healthcare professionals around the US. And we identified the right clinics or hospitals to introduce this to. So there was, this was basically... You know, clinics that have technically skilled staff that are used to working in similar platforms or clinics that really, really love our products and want to find an easier way to process these forms. Right. So this was what we were looking at.
1: This podcast is all about sharing learnings, challenges, opportunities that come from digital transformation. So I'm going to ask what have been your most important learnings from this? for everyone who's listening, what would you say would be the most important factors to consider when embarking on a digital transformation or a program of this nature?
0: From my side, at least, I think building a platform like this, it sounds very you know, simple with an ordering form and some feedback back to the ACPs, but building a platform like this requires a really strong technical foundation. It has to be secure, but it still has to be easy to use and balancing that is is tough so we spend a lot of time on building the right infrastructure for this platform and then also i would say our main target group is acps for the platform but we wouldn't be able to go out and promote this platform if it wasn't for our sales representatives that have close relationship with acps they are not trained to go out with something that is digitally advanced they normally go out and talk about our physical products so really my advice and my learnings from this project was plan extensive training of sales representatives. They, they should really be focused on building their confidence and going out with this platform. And I would say if you, if you get this right, then there's really no limits to, to a project like this because we do see already from these early stages that the sales reps that we have spent a lot of time on training. They have already delivered great results in getting clinicians and nurses onboarded to the, to the portal and they are using it like they have never used anything else. Used it forever. Yeah. And <laughs> then what I mentioned before also about identifying the right accounts, uh, the right clinical settings to go out to because there will be barriers. There will be technical barriers in the hospitals and such, so it's extremely important to screen first and figure out, okay, where do we go out that has lower barriers than others? And then I think my last learning from this uh, project has been to really spend time on understanding what you're solving for for the user, in this case, the healthcare professional, because it has been much easier for us to go out with this portal and and have, you know, high adoption if we really are able to talk into the pain points. So this was, you know, you will save time, uh, you will do less administrative work. And you will get some feedback on your patients that you have been missing, right? So I think this is my three learnings from uh, from this project.
1: Good learnings. And let's end on what comes next. What's next
0: for you guys? Yeah. Uh, so in terms of this project, then we are scaling it. So meaning that we will introduce it to, to more countries and we will also broaden it out to some of our other condition areas. So the next in line is our ostomy area great unfortunately we
1: have come to our time limits i'm gonna say goodbye but thank you both so much for joining us amelia and dan thanks for being on the podcast thanks for having
2: me
1: you've been listening to the 25 days of transformation series from valtech cafe If you enjoyed this podcast, then why not subscribe and keep up to date with all of the episodes in this series and a whole host of insights from the Valtech Cafe back catalogue. And if you'd like more information about what we do or to get in touch, why not visit us at valtech.com to find out the details. Until next time, thanks for listening.